0: Watches in the fourth
1: dimension. Yes,
0: the city, of course. Of course, we're bound to get some artery there. Only I knew why the darkness hated us. As you say yourself, all your lives depend on it. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Watches in the Fourth Dimension. I'm Anthony.
2: I'm Julie. I'm Diana.
0: And I'm Riley. This episode, we're heading off to Scarrow in garish pink cardigans as we discuss the (laughs) Daleks in color. But first, let me reintroduce our special guest. Joining us this episode, we have the return of the rather spectacular Diana Burney, who previously joined us when we discussed the animation of Galaxy 4 and drank some whiskey. Diana, it's wonderful to have you back.
2: I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Anytime, anytime we do a bonus that we think might be interesting, we've always got you in mind. Yes. We're going to jump straight in. This is a bonus episode, so there's no mail. We have a very small amount of background information on this, and then we'll discuss it. This was fundamentally made for the show's 60th anniversary celebrations and was broadcast on BBC4 on the 23rd of November, 2023, the day of the show's actual 60th anniversary. Personally, it was probably a little bit lost on BBC4 because that normally only gets a couple of hundred thousand viewers, which is really, really small for UK viewing. Rumour has it that we were originally meant to get a colorized version of the very first serial, An Unearthly Child, but there are some frustrating rights issues going on around that story at the moment, and we're not even going to talk about that. That's a whole mess. Let the lawyers sort that one out. Anyway... Onto the Daleks, I think it kind of makes sense to go to such an iconic serial that's so early in the show's history. Not only was it recolorized, it was also recut, so down to about 75 minutes from an original running time of 175. And a new score was added, which was written by veteran Doctor Who composer Mark Ayres, who we've yet to get to on the main podcast, but we will get to him. He did some stuff in the 80s. Yeah,
3: yeah, I could tell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about all of those things in just a few seconds. Current showrunner Russell T Davies has laid out some plans for a Hooniverse and has indicated that colorizations are going to be a key part of that, as kids these days apparently won't watch black and white television. (laughs) Bar humbug. Let's just get straight into it and let's start with the obvious item, the elephant in the room, the colorization itself. What did you all think of the choices made on that?
3: The dogs have blue balls i wrote that too yes
0: (laughs) ladies and gentlemen we have our episode title already yeah (laughs) that might be a record three minutes 15 seconds
3: some of the color choices are fine and some are not the pink sweater questionable whatever was going on in the petrified forest i have no idea
0: Oh, I love that in particular because they kept the line of everything's white and ashen, except it was clearly shades of green and pink.
2: Mm, Yes.
3: (laughs) And the light blue balls of the Daleks I'm a little bit curious about. I think the best thing of this entire thing was the fact that even if the choices were questionable, the execution of the colors themselves, it's fine.
0: Yeah,
2: Mm.
3: That's about it.
2: (laughs) I had the question while I was watching it on whether it was, because I know that with some restoration, like filmography and photography, science magic can see what the color was supposed to be. So I wonder how much of it was drawing off of like the actual colors of the outfits and the sets and all of that, and how much of it was a reimagining of what it could have been.
0: That's a great question, Diana. I don't know if they were able to do any magic with the actual film, but certainly they have some color photographs from during production. Mm-hmm.
2: Because I know the Daleks originally had blue
0: balls. They did. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, Julie, that wasn't a design choice of the colorization. That was going back to the source material.
3: The other question to have is also with that is sometimes they wear certain colors to make it seem white because mm-hmm. white doesn't always come across as white. So I have a feeling that there's some things potentially, you know, the sweater that probably weren't those exact colors anyway.
0: Yeah, the one I would always go back to, and we talked about this when we did the Underwater Menace animation, is the TARDIS console, because that was originally a light green, the actual prop. And here they chose to keep it white, and yet other things like the cardigan don't quite jive. Yeah, there were some weird decisions, I think.
3: Riley, do you have an opinion?
1: Well, first off, I want to say I really, really enjoyed how at the very beginning of our podcast this evening, everyone seemed so excited and ready to jump in on this. It's, it felt like we were all horses, like in like the starting gates, like we were just so anxious to start. Like I wouldn't say necessarily tearing this apart, but I have some opinions, uh, and the first one is this: I actually have zero issue with the colorization. I thought going into this that I would, but I didn't because I got really, really distracted because (laughs) I didn't know this was a recut. So I I started questioning whether I took something. I was having a stroke. (laughs) I don't know what the hell was going on. And honestly, that right there was the thing that I felt the strongest about was the editing. I don't like it. I really don't like it. It could have worked if they kept it to a minimum, but it is so chopped up. I'm pretty sure it breaks the 180 degree rule several times. Just, ah, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't. It's just, mm, it's too much.
2: I actually fully agree with you. I had a great time with the colors. There was definitely a couple of times I thought we were just in the edge of destruction and I didn't know it. (laughs) but it was the editing for me that took it out too. I had a lot of fun with the colors. I paused it and took pictures of the doctor with that fabulous purple background, loved it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the editing was rough. I liked the color.
3: Again, for me, the color mostly works. There's just a few instances where I have the questions, right? I was sitting there and I was like, I feel like this is moving a lot faster than I remember. And I had to go back and I was like, wait, this was seven cereals. Mm -hmm. and it's in an hour and 15 minutes this seems not good (laughs) (laughs) and it really hit me when there was some like flashbacks I was like okay we didn't do flashbacks back in the day I don't know what's going on here and then it seemed like as it got further and further along the edits became more and more choppy yeah. And
1: why did we need flashbacks? You've cut it down to a damn 75 minutes. <laughs> Is our
0: attention level that short? I had that in my notes. At one point, I was sitting there thinking, you showed us this exact scene 15 minutes ago. <laughs> 15 minutes. you were flashing back something we literally watched 15 minutes ago. On one level, I understand why. There was a need to re edit because colorizing 75 minutes of footage is a lot cheaper than 175. Bingo.
2: Yes, but you don't have to do it in this kind of way.
0: Completely agreed.
2: (laughs) And especially with an iconic piece, and I get what they're trying to do is to like trying to revamp again and trying to make it so that Classic Who is accessible to like a modern Gen Z world, you know, and the stereotype that goes with it. But like, give it 30 more minutes and. Let some of it breathe.
0: Yes. I completely agree. And I think the other thing I would have done is maybe make it two episodes.
2: Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. give
0: it an extra 30 minutes, call it 100-ish, cut it into Mm -hmm. 50-minute episodes. That's the current kind of length of a show these days. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you could cut it at the point where they escape the Dalek city. So you've got the initial capture and escape, and then you've got, as the second part, the going into the city to stop the Daleks from detonating their bomb and recovering the fluid link. Then you've got a decent length and it's broken up a bit more.
3: Agreed. Just something different.
1: And speaking of breathing, that leads into the other issue, the music. Oh, God. (laughs) There's no time. There's no time to let anything (laughs) set. They actually have the characters talk. It's just constantly just like hammering away over and over again. And it just does not allow anything to settle. A chance to even just consider the situation. You're just constantly just hit with that music, hit with that music. And the thing is, the music isn't that bad at all. And sometimes it's
0: quite good. I enjoy it in certain elements, but it's just too much. Too much editing, too much music. Mm -hmm. Where I really struggled with the edit was in the original, there's so much nuance. There's so much time to let everything sit and simmer and stew and build up tension. And that's lost both in the edit and with the new music.
3: The new music, as music itself, it's not so bad. There were times it didn't fit what was going on, or at least I didn't feel like it fit what was going on. Maybe it's me thinking back, but it's been so long since we watched the original. I can't even say that I know what the original music sounded like. So I don't think it's me even doing comparison. I think it's just me... Thinking as a viewer, it moved so fast, the music kept going. And I'm like, what is even happening?
1: (laughs) Right. And I think part of the reason for that is they cut it to 75 minutes. And let's be very fair, especially at the early seasons, like the first one that we are dealing with right now, everything at the beginning of the show was very much more of point a camera at a stage and you're doing a theater production. Mm-hmm. very rarely would you have things any other way as talky scenes take a lot of time but you know what that's not what the kids want these days so what the trick is what they believe they were trying to do is that we chop up these long dialogue scenes and then what we do even though it's not heard in the emoting of the actors they add music to create tension when the tension isn't there yet It's too high, but they're trying to fool the audience into thinking, oh, this is a really tense scene. Oh, man, this is so exciting. This has got such a pace. I'm like, no, no, no. You can't change this show, especially in the early seasons, into that type. It just doesn't
0: work. And here's the thing on that. The original music was a lot more minimalist than this. It was very understated, and that really helped, in my opinion, build that tension. And the scene I would give as being particularly egregious was Ian being trapped in the Dalek. (laughs) yeah
2: oh right
0: yeah that was the first time the music really ramped up and oh god it sucked all of the tension out of that for me it just felt too forced it felt too much and it didn't fit
2: yeah i felt like you could feel the lack of like going to that concept that it's all shot like theater i feel like you could feel the lack of coverage that you get in modern cameras where they do yeah. two to three cameras shooting the same scene and they take it 17 times from different angles. So you get all that. And so because they didn't have that kind of coverage, I think one of the reasons that all of that editing felt so forced and just, I'm going to be honest, kind of amateurish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt kind of like college student baby's first (laughs) art film. But I think part of the reason for that is that because they didn't have the coverage, you can't actually have those quick shots in the middle because it doesn't make sense to the human eye because people aren't looking the right way and they're not moving the right way to make it make sense to us in like a film sense. And I feel like you could feel that in the edit really badly. And the music just made it more confusing.
3: There was another moment that I think we lost some things. And that was when Barbara gets cornered by the Dalek for the first time.
2: I was so mad.
3: It made it look like she was just a hysterical woman because of how short it was done. And again, mm-hmm. with the weird edits, I was just sitting there. I'm like, I don't remember this appearing this way in the original. Because I remember I love Babs. Babs is one of my favorite characters.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
3: the way that they edited everything, she just seemed like she she was almost Susanish
0: oh harsh hmm. words wow dang
3: but am i wrong
0: you're not <laughs> and i no. did notice from the open to where the cliffhanger would be took 11 minutes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's incredibly short so again all of that breathing and tension building that would lead to the scream barbara does emit is cut and the result is exactly what you just said julie
1: Mm -hmm. And we talked about the music, but did anyone else also think that the sound mix was off as well and that the music was too loud? Or at least I'm not an audio tech person, but I think from like motion pictures that the score is somehow like buried and then the dialogue is placed on top as a separate track or something like that. But this felt like you could totally feel and sense and hear that the new score was placed on top of the dialogue and it was too loud and it kind of just covered it like a blanket. It just didn't sound right. There was no way of yeah. make it seem like it was coming from underneath. It totally felt like it was on top.
3: Yeah. And I think there could be a couple things there. I don't know what the audio was originally done. Because, yes, like in modern day or close in later times, I know you're going to have everything as separate tracks. Any soundscape that you have, those things are going to be separate tracks so you can actually adjust accordingly. I don't know. It's a sixty show. I don't know exactly how they mm-hmm. did it. So they might have had to, quote unquote, blanket it because of all that. I don't know the ins and outs of it.
0: I would say it was almost certainly done in mono and that they didn't have any of the original tracks.
2: That's what it sounded like to me too. There you go. It sounded like the music almost sounded too clean. That Oof. said,
0: the music being too high in the mix is a problem that I find modern Doctor Who often struggles with as well. So it kind of fits with the, <laughs> the whole update <laughs> this for a modern audience. Let's just make the music sound like it does in the mix now.
1: While we're on sound still, let's point out the entirely unnecessarily loud. Sound of pulling the Dalek out <laughs> no.
2: yeah that's that squelch uh, uh, uh. Uh.
0: <laughs> oh God, <laughs> so I knew Riley would call us out, Diana, I wasn't expecting him to have company on being grossed out by the squelch,
2: oh, misophonia, like no joke, I did not like
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, the things that I would pinpoint through all this. Because again, I was with Riley, I had no idea that this was a whole complete recut and by the time I figured that out, I almost stopped taking notes because I was just like, well, <laughs> let's just see what kind of ride I'm in for because
2: mm-hmm.
3: what? And then one of the notes that I took, because apparently this was me and the important things was saying, hey, I totally saw one of the Thal's briefs
2: underneath his <gasps> pants. Yes. Me. Me. Nice. I did too. I <laughs> checked for their under, I checked for those <laughs> Thal panties for the rest of the episode. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: oh, oh. It was kind of hard not to once you noticed it. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, I Me too. I giggled so hard.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's
2: what you get when you can't take a second take. <laughs> and when
3: you don't have black and white to hide all manner of sins.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised they didn't digitally edit those out.
2: That was one of those moments
0: where I sat there and I was like, maybe they
2: did just take the original color and like didn't bother to change anything because <laughs> they could have changed that.
0: Or at least hidden it by making it skin tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too funny. <laughs> the other thing, and I don't know if any of you are nearly obsessive as I am to have noticed. Did anyone notice there was some new dialogue in there? No. So it was kind of sprinkled through and it was tiny little things. But in the countdown, as the bomb's about to go off, we get the introduction of RELs, which is often used later as kind of the Dalek measurement time. That wasn't originally there. There's an exterminate fairly early on that wasn't in the original cut. And there were some other sound effects like the cloister bell when the TARDIS is trying to take off, but the doctor's screwed with it so it can't. That was new. And I didn't like that. That's totally anachronistic for the time.
3: So one, seeming as you've probably watched this many, many more times than Riley and I, and probably Diana, I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't notice those things.
2: I almost considered going back and watching the original seven episodes. But then I said, no, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I got this story on VHS back when I was seven. And you know how kids are, once you've got something you really enjoy, you watch it over and over again certainly heard coworkers complaining about that with their kids and Frozen. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> mm, for sure.
3: I also considered looking back on it, but one, this was just so bad that I was like, there's no point of going back mm-hmm. and watching because then I'm just going to lament the fact that they did this to that serial.
1: I find it really enjoyable to hear about Anthony's little story of watching as a seven-year-old. I just imagine him singing, Do you want to build a dollar? <laughs>
0: Oh, if only I was seven when Frozen came out, I'd be so much younger. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this when I first kind of got sent it back in November shortly after it aired, and I'm thinking I'm starting to get some Stockholm Syndrome because I didn't hate it as much on the second viewing. Okay, Maybe that's a symptom of starting to accept it as something other than a bastardization of the original. Do you know what it reminded me of? To give a positive take on it? At times,
1: I don't know if anyone had this experience when you would maybe be bar crawling and you'd be in a bar and there'll be some really loud music playing. It could be anything from like something synth or, you know, could be a different range of things like industrial, goth, whatever. And you're sitting there and you're just having a drink and you're just enjoying the music. And oftentimes in these types of bars that have a large projector screen and they'll probably just show some off-the-wall cultish film or something (laughs) like that. That's what I felt like with this at times.
2: College students' first art
1: film. Exactly. At times I felt like I could totally see this with this music and of course, not with the dialogue, just the music that they had that they, they placed on it for this recut. Having that cranked and just having that on the background in a bar, everyone's drinking, playing pool, playing darts and just having it up there. And you know what? It's a good mood setter. I'll give it that. But as a story, it's too cut up.
3: So I'm going to lament about the subplot that they completely left out that I'm very, very <sighs> oh my upset God. with.
1: <laughs>
2: yes.
3: Because the one that I'm thinking of is Barbara's Thal boyfriend.
2: Bay. Baybra (laughs) was cut. Uh. I was so (laughs) mad. Zero out of five stars. (laughs) No Baybra, no episode.
3: Oh, I have someone else who thinks almost exactly like me. Thank you. (laughs)
2: Like, I'm getting hot thinking about it again. (laughs) I was so angry.
0: And that means that Dione getting jealous also gets cut.
2: Mm. Honestly, where I started getting really frustrated with the edit was from the beginning, um, but really (laughs) frustrated, was the complete elimination of the Thals, pretty much, as a culture group. There was so much that was interesting about the Thals, and I get we have to cut it down or whatever but it just gave them no humanity almost. Mm -hmm. And even things like the fact that we cut down the re-entry into the city, it took it from this big, epic, like Mount Doom kind of quest into like, oh, well, here's a secret exit underneath the castle in Assassin's Creed. It'll take you like four (laughs) seconds. (laughs) And all of that was so frustrating.
3: It was so interesting because to your point about making them interesting, like all of a sudden they're just like, well, we're just farmers. I'm like, well, in the original, we knew that like three episodes ago. And now all of a sudden, we're just finding it out at the very end. Okay, great. We lose a lot of that buildup. And then to your point with that, I think Ian mentioned that it was like multiple days to get to the city from the way that they were going. And I'm like, well, you happen to do it in five minutes. So congratulations. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but you did.
2: Right? Like I've always thought it was traumatic that they lost all of their Thal friends over the course of these like several days as they all died one by one over this journey. But now they lost all of them in 15 minutes. And that's intense.
0: Yeah. And it totally cuts out that descent into hating everything that Antigus has that eventually leads to his death as well. Like all of the sympathy for him and any ability to actually really empathize with what he's going through is cut because it just seems like he has a little freak out in a cave and then <laughs> jumps to his death. So and speaking of the history, that's another thing that got changed and it got changed in the dialogue was and i don't know if any of you guys remember but the daleks before they were daleks were originally referred to as Mm dolls and this changed that to carlad so any mention Mm. of dolls were removed it was retconned
2: that uh i just don't like i like i get it i get it in the sense that like when the story was originally aired there is no concept of the hooniverse and like like I, i get it i get it but let's not change the history just like let it be
0: And I have sat and I've kind of ruminated on that in that the original seven part black and white version hasn't gone anywhere. So we can still go and watch that and see that as kind of the archive piece. But is it right to change dialogue to fit what's happened since in a recut? I don't know.
3: I don't like it. I understand it's a recut, but I think cutting is fine, even though, yes, you're going to lose some context and it's going to change plot and some other things. I hate changing dialogue, especially if it's things that are said by certain individuals, and then you're going to dub them with voices that aren't their own. I dislike that we talked a little bit about that, I think, not with voices, but with individuals who their appearance changed when they were from the real life into the animated world. We also had some issues there. And I think we keep stepping on lines of, there were original people who were in these episodes who had these lines, and why are we taking that away from them?
0: Yeah. I think the other question I would have is, how does that apply when you think about some of the updated visual effects? So the Dalek ray guns, the effects from that were updated to match newer effects. How does that jive with that? Does that impact the work of the original effects artist, for example?
2: I think that's a slightly different issue because in the sense that you're colorizing it in the first place, you're changing the technology, you're showing a difference in the technology. So I'm kind of of the opinion, like, if you're going to do it, do it.
0: So edit out the thal underwear.
2: Right. Like, you know, I wouldn't have been mad. I would, I I mean, I would be mad about that, but I wouldn't know that I'd be mad about that. I would just care, harbor it in my heart forever. One of the things that actually really irritated me in this is if we're going to go to the grand excursion that is colorizing this whole thing and what pulling lines from other episodes or re-recording and writing new music why are the scanners on the TARDIS and the Daleks all still in black and white
0: yeah and actually that takes us right back to the opening part of the episode because we get the colorized version of the title sequence and then the first shot is in black oh. and white
3: Oh was so and confused. then it goes
0: into color why They're trying to Wizard of Oz it. I think they were were trying to do like
1: the classic Doctor Who. We're bringing it to color. This is big time. So what's the most famous two color transition in history? There you are. Just in case you didn't know it was in black
2: and white and (laughs) now it's in color, we have to lay it out for you. Nothing else will make sense,
1: but this part will. Just to tag on to some of the points that were made earlier, I think Julie makes a very, very strong point. But I also will agree with Anthony, and my way of balancing that out a bit is that as long as they don't George Lucas this (laughs) and take it away. Yeah. Mm -hmm, In that case, if everybody who was willing to buy a DVD or buy a subscription to BritBox, what have you, can find the original Dalek series, then I think they can do whatever they want and put out as many different versions as they want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And also to make those changes about the added dialogue in order to retcon things. It's Doctor Who, okay? (laughs) It never, ever eventually matches up. And it has the beautiful ability because it's anything inside, outside of time and space. They can justify things after the fact on the show. Don't go back to try to change something that already happened in order to get it to fit. Just make the writing fit that way in the future. Give an answer. Give it a reason in the future why. You'll say that's how the show has always been.
2: Yeah, plot hole is the perfect thing for a future episode. Yeah,
0: completely exactly. agree. My next question for you guys is Russell T. Davies has already indicated that there will be more colorizations.
3: If they mess up Jamie, I will
0: riot. I was waiting for that. <laughs> it has not been confirmed, but this is heavily rumored. And given that we've already complained about cut material, the next one they tackle, according to rumor, is likely to be the War Games.
1: Whoa!
3: Nope, I'm gonna riot. Gonna riot.
0: (laughs) Really? So, cutting down something that's nearly four hours long to, I don't know, I guess it's three and a half, but three and a half hours to probably 90 minutes, that's gonna be rough.
2: Nope. No. (laughs) Dicey. I figured with that end card, which I'll be honest, the end card where they just showed all of the scenes from other episodes in color... I rewound that and watched that like five times. Oh, that was yes. great. That was awesome. That was super cool.
1: And once well, noticed that the music was 10 times better than anything you heard
0: prior. It 100%. Because was... it was, yep, yeah, Julie, you got it.
2: <laughs> it was Murray Gold. Oh, yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I it sounded like Murray Gold. I was like, that's really
1: familiar. <laughs> When it came on, I was like, whoa, my ears picked up. And I was like, whoa, this is really, really good. And then I'm like, okay, let's look at these credits in. There he was. I'm like, there you go.
3: That was the best part of all of it (laughs) was that (laughs) sequence, which is telling you something.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) It's like they took the Dalek serial and tried to make it into a trailer promo by cutting it down to 75 minutes (laughs) and jamming in music that wasn't even from it. That's a trailer.
3: And the interesting thing was the music really made it seem like it should have been like a late 80s, early 90s, like spy thriller. And that's Mm -hmm. not what this was
0: that trailer though just i i want to come back to that because diana you're absolutely right that was so good and it made me wish particularly that we had the entirety of the celestial toy maker yes. because those looked stunning those clips
2: look i hate that man but didn't he look good <laughs> oh he was yeah, so he good <laughs>
0: <laughs> and instead we're just going to get that shitty 3d rendered <laughs> animation
2: we don't have to talk about it it's okay no no no,
0: no. <laughs> But yeah, I kind of wish it kept going and gone into the second Doctor as well.
3: I was waiting for it, and I was very disappointed
2: when it didn't happen.
0: No, there was one clip of There was one trauma. shot at the yeah. end. Yeah.
2: One clip A of profile.
0: profile. I wish it had got equal treatment oh, to the Hartle right. era.
2: That's almost why I'm surprised to hear that they're looking at doing like the War Games next, is because my initial thought, as I'm not like super in on like what's happening insanely in this moment... Modern Who news, I would have assumed that they were doing more of The First Doctor, because that's kind of what it felt like they were advertising. Yeah. Look what's coming next. All of these great epic moments of The First Doctor that you can finally see as it was. That's kind of what I was feeling like that was an ad for.
0: And the War Games is... Such a fan rumor at this point. I don't know whether or not that actually has legs or if that just started with someone on Gallifrey base who was talking out of their ass. You know, right. sometimes those things are predicted and they come out to be very real. And sometimes they're predicted it's bullshit.
1: They're planning on working it from each end of the black and white era, <laughs> right. working it one end to the other end <laughs> to meet in the middle. That's what they're going to do.
2: Oh, boy. Yeah, one of the moments I was really keen on in there was that they had the footage of the Beatles in there. Yes. And that's what I was excited about. I was like, that's why I had to rewind it the first time is I was like, was that the Beatles?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from the chase. I guess they got the rights.
2: (laughs) I was under the impression, right, that that's the only place we can even see the Top of the Pops performance. So to like feature it Mm -hmm. as like a, hey, look what we can put back into color. I was like, well, obviously they're
0: re-releasing the chase. That said, the one I would really love to see get the full color treatment, and it wasn't one that we universally loved, but I think it would be really cool and psychedelic, is The Web Planet. Oh, yeah.
3: I agree.
0: That would be bonkers.
3: I would also like The Mind Robber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a great serial.
3: I mean, it is a top serial, but it was just, I think that first episode... You could do some really interesting things with that first episode with color.
2: The second they showed the Monoptra, I was like, I might be able to tolerate the <laughs> RV noises <laughs> to look at those fools in full color.
0: Yeah. I think on the podcast lately, all three of us have kind of been missing the weird as we've got into the Tom Baker era. For sure. And what I'm really feeling is colorizing the classics will lend itself really well to the weird. Oh, Give yes. us the weird on this.
2: I want the edge of destruction. Bring it on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like if we're going to be adding all of these like purple and like green lights everywhere where you know they didn't have purple and green lights on set, they did not have the budget for purple and green lights on that set. And I was particularly taken that I feel like in the color you could see the sweat on their brows.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. I noticed that. A
2: lot more intensely. And I don't feel like they sweat any harder in any episode than in the edge of destruction
3: <laughs> i could believe that i could absolutely believe that i'm thinking if there is there any other episode that i really desperately want to see
2: i'd be afraid of the editing at this point because that's so many of true. the my favorite episodes are these grandiose stories i yeah. think that's also one of the beautiful parts about the early seasons if you can like hang in there is that they're epics they are epics
0: I think the obvious ones, to keep it short, Diana, you already mentioned The Edge of Destruction and The Rescue, both of them being two-parters. They wouldn't need to be edited down too much. They'd be relatively cheap to do because they're short. Go for it, BBC.
3: And we could get our first episode with Vicky.
0: Yeah.
2: (sighs)
3: colour. Oh, so
2: good. Mm. Anything with the queen in it and I'm there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the weird ones, though. Although... Diana, you're right. I dread to think how they would butcher something like the Keys of Marinus in the edit.
3: It would lose its whole video game vibe. Surprisingly, it would lose that vibe in a world that revolves around video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It would definitely lose something there.
0: All right, so before we wrap this up, the question for you guys, would you recommend this? And I want you to think about it through two lenses. One is to fellow fans of classic Doctor Who who have already seen this. And the other is to a Doctor Who fan who has never seen classic Who. Does that recommendation change?
3: I would say no to both.
0: Wow. Okay.
3: And this is me probably projecting a bit too much in everything. As a classic Who fan, I wept a little bit on the inside after watching this. And Anthony might say that He found it better the second time, but I have no intention of watching it a second time. And then as for someone who watches New Who, but has never seen Classic Who, I would hate for this to be their first impression of Classic Who. I think there are other episodes, other things that you could get them to watch that are much more enjoyable and would get them interested in Classic Who. And I don't think it's this. Sorry to be a downer, everyone.
1: (laughs) No, 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 it's fine. I would recommend it to people who have seen Classic Who before, just for them to (sighs) see this version and just to have the experience at least once. I do agree with Julie. I would hide this from anyone who has not seen Classic Who because it's so fundamentally different. and Unless they plan to wait around for how many years it's going to take for them to colorize and recut all the black and white classic who's, they're not going to be able to get into the show. You're used to having a time of sipping like a nice bourbon or whiskey. And this felt like just eight balling. Yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. Exactly. And it's just for someone who has the experience of seeing the show normally, that's fine. You know, you can get a quick shot of it, but... It won't allow you to grow into the show. And also, what are they going to do? The show still has that type of pace for all the color episodes with The Third Doctor. So yeah, no for newbies. Okay for experienced people.
2: I feel I would show newbies that are like into new Who, but not classic Who. I don't think it would be like the first thing I would show them. But I feel like this honestly goes for both. Like if you haven't gotten into OG classics, especially like before color and before the last episodes, I feel like those feel more inaccessible. There's a lot of people turned off by black and white. And so some of these stories are inaccessible through people's own choices of what they're willing to watch in a Netflix, everything is accessible era. And so to me, this honestly felt like a good ad for if you kind of like this, you're really going to like this old stuff and you should really give it a shot. And so to me, as a classic Who fan, I'll watch it again. It was like going to bad movie club in college. Like it's, it was, No, it, I had a lot of fun with it. It's not good. It really just doesn't make the Daleks this great story that it is. But if you like it, you're really gonna love the Daleks because it's so much bigger than this. It's like offering people abridged copies of books. Yes. It's not good. But if you like it, you should try the full version. More words isn't bad.
0: it's not scary i think i agree with you diana i certainly wouldn't recommend this to someone who has seen the original version because their reaction will be much like ours they're going to be mad that it's been cut down they're going to be mad about the new music they may be absurdly nerdy like me and be mad about some of the added dialogue but it could be a gateway for a New Who fan into the classics. And as you rightly point out, Diana, I think that's pretty cool. That leads to someone saying, you know what, that was pretty enjoyable. I'm going to give Dalek Invasion of Earth a shot now. They might dig it.
3: I guess it doesn't help that I love black and white movies, so that doesn't even faze me at all. I've really felt that
2: with the fact that, like, I like to watch a lot of stuff that are other languages and... People have a really hard time with the hurdle that is the subtitle.
0: I was going to ask you, Diana, subs or dubs?
2: It depends on the art behind it, because like there are some really great dubs out there. Like go watch a Miyazaki film. That's some art, man. But if you're looking at the beauty behind the language, that's the part of the product, then that's what the subtitles are beautiful for is to really get the art of whatever the original language is.
0: I'm not a huge anime person, but when I watched Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, I really enjoyed having these subs on for that, because hearing the original Japanese, even though I don't speak a lick of Japanese, it sounds
1: really cool. I would argue also that I prefer subs in that situation, because I feel that emotion is primal within all of us, and even though I may not understand that language... I can understand just how they say things or how they sound to understand the emotion they're trying to provide and send out. And I find on dubs, the importance isn't hitting those right emotional cues, it's hitting the translation crit. And so I'd much rather hear what type of emotion is supposed to be here, what type of pain or what type of laughter I'm supposed to experience here. Rather than just knowing exactly what they say, I can just read on the bottom of the page. And I can understand the point about this operating as a gateway to new Who fans, which, if that's the case, we should give those kids this first sample for free.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're terrible. I am. You're terrible. Yeah, I could see myself watching this again, personally. I do wish it was broken up into two.
2: I'm definitely sitting down and making Jen watch this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys were still doing the podcast because I would love to hear her thoughts.
2: Yeah, it really is too bad that she's so busy because she'd be an interesting case study because her interest in classic (laughs) Doctor Who, I can't guarantee she's ever going to watch another episode if it's not for like the show again, but she appreciated it for what it was. And so it'd be interesting to see if this would help her connect with it any better than she did before, because I think it would be probably more her vibe because the animations usually were too.
0: I can see that. Separately, aside from this, if I was going to give someone a gateway drug into Classic Who, and I think Julie might roll her eyes at this, I'd be going with The Robots of Death, hands down. Yeah. 10 out of 10, Um, top tier story.
3: I'd have to think about it a little bit. I think that might be fine. I don't think there's any lead up necessary for it. So I could probably be okay with it. But I also know that, yes, it is because you just love that story.
0: And come on, it's a Hinchcliffe-era story with two speaking women who aren't companions. (laughs) I mean, what's not to love? (laughs) Oh,
2: boy. What a bar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we have probably (laughs) flogged the horse quite extensively on this one.
1: Before we head out, I have one final thought that I wanted to raise, and... If there's one other positive thing that I could take from this, which, of course, I could get this by just going back to old episodes I don't need a recut in order to enjoy this or get this. And that is I didn't realize how much it filled me with joy to see Hartnell look so healthy and vibrant in the serial. I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, wow, you see it in how you progress through the show and you think at one point after seeing that that as he gets older and more frail you think that's how he always was he was not frail he had
0: a lot of energy in this yeah it's amazing how three years on the show really you can see the decline
2: oh man as soon as that color came in and i was like oh my gosh he looks so good Look at him be the doctor. Like, go, Bill, go.
3: I would like a few clips from the Reign of Terror to be colorized when the doctor is skipping through the lane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because that one's also where he gets in drag. Any of them where he gets in drag, <laughs> give me that color.
0: Also, that spectacular hat he has in that story yes. when he steals the official's hat.
2: Yes.
3: Anyway, yes.
0: All right, Julie, any closing thoughts?
3: No, I'm not that interesting. Sorry,
2: all (laughs) (laughs)
0: Diana, anything else to add?
2: The only thing that really stood out to me differently in this episode than it did in the black and white is in the room where the Thals were coming in to get the food and supplies that was the booby trap that was just so poorly explained and I couldn't believe we were already there. (laughs) No clue what was going on. But on the table with the food, the only thing else on there looked like toilet paper and I felt like that was a real vibe. (laughs)
0: They too were feeling the toilet paper shortage of 2020.
2: They get it. They get what emergency supplies are. (laughs) Doctor Who can see the future. And that's my closing thought.
0: Man, it's a shame that there weren't just enormous amounts of bread, milk, and eggs on there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, eggs are too expensive.
0: Well... Yeah, I think overall I enjoyed this, but it's not something I'm necessarily going to hurry back to watch again, but I probably will. Riley, you did know as long as they don't Lucas it and destroy the originals or prevent the originals from being in the public space. Mm -hmm. What I do want to say is the Blu-ray release is coming out within the next month, if it hasn't already by the time this episode actually goes out. And the original seven part serial is going to be on there along with the color version. So they are very much making sure they exist in tandem. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, Diana, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show again.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast
0: again. Good to hear you talking about Doctor Who again.
2: It's good to be talking about Doctor Who again.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. And thank you. To everyone who has listened, we appreciate you tuning in. We will be back next week with a regular episode. I'm not quite sure what that will be, so surprise, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, as always, have a good one. You have been listening to Watches in the Fourth Dimension with Julie Philippek, Riley Shrek, Diana Burney, and myself, Anthony Williams. This bonus episode, The Daleks Have Blue Balls, was recorded on Wednesday, the twenty-fourth of January, two thousand and twenty-four. If this is your first time listening in, all of our previous episodes are available through your favorite podcasting app. You can interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at watches 4 d and you can also email us at watches4d at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, please do subscribe and leave us a review or rating on your favorite podcasting app all of those things really do help the show and always remember just because you can colorize rescore and recut a serial it doesn't necessarily mean that you should